0: Keith, thank you, first of all, for coming. Everyone else on the line, thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited to have you um, here. We're going to have a great chat with Keith. And then uh, then we're going to have a great whiskey tasting um, following that. So it's going to be a great... Um, afternoon, evening, uh, depending on where you're joining us from. And my name is Sarah Carver. I'm with Salesforce, and I have the pleasure of introducing our special guest and speaker today, um, Keith. Uh, Some of you are probably familiar with Keith. He's the Chief Evolution Officer of Profit Builders, um, named the best sales training and coaching company for the fourth consecutive year. His latest book, Sales Leadership, was named um, the 2018 Sales and Sales Leadership Book of the Year he's really the pioneer of leadership coach training and has delivered his course to hundreds of thousands of people all over the world in every industry across six continents all over the, uh, and 75 countries. And um, I had the pleasure of chatting with Keith a few weeks back and actually, you know, we chatted about some of the folks he's worked with from um, executives and leaders to uh, sports, um, to athletes and other celebrities. Um, we shared a He's actually got to work with my favorite NBA player, Kevin Durant. So I was a little bit jealous in learning about some of Keith's amazing past, but um, just tremendous leader, uh, an amazing coach. He's one of the few that's actually uh, distinguishes a master certified coach, and just tremendous um, sales education leader and thought leader um, blog. Just does it all, and we're so excited to have him here with us today because. Uh, There's just been so many things going on over the past couple of months, as we all know, that have just been more challenging than ever. And we were just excited to have Keith come and help us get some perspective, get some insights, and also get some action items that we can take away. Um, So for the first uh, portion of this session, Keith and I are going to chat a little bit, but I also want to encourage everyone on the line. If Um, Keith and I are chatting about something or more importantly Keith because I'm just going to be asking a few questions if there's something that sounds interesting or you have a question as well please like we want this to be um, interactive and uh, you know if you put a question in the chat uh, our team can call on you and have you ask it to Keith we can add it into the conversation we really want to make this interactive and have a chance for folks to engage and and uh, chat with Keith and learn from his expertise that's why he's here with us today so um Without further ado, uh, Keith, let's dig into it. Let's okay. get down to the let's get into the good stuff. Thanks for being <laughs> with us here today. How are you doing?
1: I am thriving. How are you today?
0: Good, good. It's a Thursday, just like you know, another another week coming to a close. So it's, I thought it's I thought good. it was
1: when, I thought it was whenever day again. Yeah, no? <laughs>
0: it's always Wednesday. I just say Wednesday. <laughs> I feel like it's a safe guess. <laughs> um, so well, wait, so I,
1: sorry before we get started, no, I, I, I shouldn't show you my autographed uh, jersey of Durant. Oh. Keith, just Sorry. listen
0: next <laughs> i'm gonna send you a jersey just to keep on hand next time you happen to see I'm just gonna just like send it back no big deal um all right well uh let's start let's quick kick it off and get the conversation going um uh, you know you're obviously an authority on sales and leadership you've pioneered this executive coaching you know you you know more about this than mm-hmm. than uh many others but What is something that you're seeing, you know, current times, the important traits that you're seeing in sales leaders today that's helping with success. And I don't know, that could be different than what you might've said six months ago. I don't know, Keith, you tell us, but what are you seeing? And what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So if you asked me six months ago, uh, it's interesting. I actually did a survey on uh, Twitter and on, uh, uh, LinkedIn and we had a total of about 5,000, uh, results. And basically the question was, uh, two questions, Um, actually two different surveys. One survey was, what, what are the traits that you want most in your leader today? And the other part of the survey was, what are you spending most of your time doing? So it was pretty interesting because on the one survey where it was, what do you want your leaders to be doing most, or what is the most important characteristics in leaders today? It wasn't strategy, you know. It wasn't you know a change management. It wasn't uh, support me more. It wasn't you know do my job for me. It was it was care. It was. I need to depend on my leader. I need to trust my leader during this time. It's the most important thing. I mean, over 50% of people. Conversely, on the other survey, which was, what are you spending most of your time doing? And if I could remember, remember correctly, one of them was, you know, prospecting, mining for new business. Uh, one of them was practicing self care. Uh, one of them was really worried and uncertain and feeling alone, and uh, the other one was, um, uh, you know, taking care of themselves and, and, and life balance. And of course, uh, with all those things, what rose to the top again was, I feel alone, I feel unsupported, I feel like I'm I'm on I'm on an own, my own island by myself. So if you look at these two surveys and you look at the correlation. Clearly, people are not getting what they need most right now, and there the fundamental shift that went uh, throughout over the last six months uh, that changed our world to a remote world. And you know, I think I'm at a point where we have to we can stop talking about a remote world. It's just our world. We can stop talking about remote training or coaching. It's just it's just how it is now. Uh, you know it's it's a massive transformation that companies are struggling with and managers struggling with because the conversations they're having are different right now they're shifting from having okay let's have a performance review let's have a you know a, talk about your kpis let's talk about your pipeline um you know let's uh let's let's do uh let's do a, let's do a deal review and and those are all important conversations but the one conversation one of many that managers are not having quite frankly i don't blame them It's because it's outside of their line of vision and the reason why it's outside of their line of vision it's because it's outside of every organization's line of vision and i'll give you a specific example how when was the last time either your leader or you went to your team and started a conversation that sounded like this listen this has been, you know, a a really uncertain six months. I mean, we're all experiencing fear and stress and a lot of uncertainty. And the last thing I want you to feel as as your manager is feel alone and unsupported. So I really wanted to take the time to see what I can do to best support you so that you working remotely is not only allowing you to achieve your business goals, but keeping your life in a dynamic balance as well. Are you open to having this conversation? I'm curious, anyone out here ever have that conversation with their manager or have that conversation with their people? I'm going to go with no. And it's not your fault. The rules have changed and, and it's interesting because I'm, I'm working with a lot of clients, not only on, 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 really transitioning their managers to become world-class coaches so they're really coaching champions in a remote world but i'm also working with engagement and and uh, uh enablement and and hr i'm really changing the rules because because managers today have to have conversations they've never had before after all right now everyone here you're in my domicile okay you're in my personal lair okay this is me this is my personal life you have any questions about these guitars happy to answer them Okay, but there's no hiding anymore. You as leaders, you're in your people's home, okay? You see if your people are stressed. You see if their room is an absolute mess and you can't even see the floor because their paper's everywhere. You see if they're working in the same room that they're sleeping in. You see if they're still wearing the same shirt they've been wearing for the last two weeks, okay? These are coaching opportunities that managers, unfortunately, shy away from because, quite frankly, you've never been coached on how to have them. So this is what I'm spending a lot of time doing and having managers further engage in that conversation and say things like, so tell me how the transition is going for you. You know, what's working well? What are you struggling with? How are you turning work off at the end of the day now that you're working at home and there's no more work and, and life? There's just life. How are you setting boundaries at home with your with your significant other and your family so that you can still get your work done while honoring your personal time with your family? Leaders are not asking these questions because they're not being asked these questions. And these are the fundamental conversations that have to change today.
0: And Keith, that's such a great point. and I know you know we, we chatted a little bit about it. I think um, when we we talked a few weeks back is this mindset of being a coach for a leader, uh, that's tough. Like you said, it's just like a different, it's a shift. It's different. And we're not always comfortable going there. Can you talk a little bit about like how we can get into that mindset and then just listen, like, let's be honest. I think one of the things we all worry about is making a mistake when we're doing things like that. Can you talk to us a little bit too about, okay, how can we get into that mindset? And then what are some mistakes that you see happening so that we can avoid them or we can understand like some areas to stay away from, um, as we make this shift?
1: I'm sorry, sorry, how much time do we have on this question? (laughs) Okay. So so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm just going to get right to the meat, uh, without, without giving a lot of backdrop here. So, uh, here's, here's the fundamental challenge. Um, most any, any organization I work with, when they, when they deliver any type of training, and of course they have their own coach training, which is really effective, but we won't go there. I won't go on a rant. Um, you know, they focus on skill or or philosophy. In order to truly transform leaders into world-class coaches that are building a champion team, you need to shift your mindset. Beliefs precede experience. So I'll give you a perfect example. Talk to any leader on the planet who has, and I'm not saying this to be presumptuous, that has not worked with me or gone through my course, okay? You ask them what they spend most of their day doing, especially now in our reactive world where we feel we have no control over. They're spending their day solving their people's problems and doing their people's jobs. Now, I thought what you said before was very interesting about how, you know, a lot of leaders, especially as you move up that proverbial rank of leadership to senior leadership, a lot of times they're worried about, well, maybe I won't get it right. As a matter of fact, I've lost count how many times I've worked with global organizations. And, uh, while the the senior leader may be a stakeholder and an advocate of coaching initiative, uh, of course, oh, no, no, Keith, I'm not, I'm not going to be in the program. You know, that I don't need to coach my, my, my other leaders are going to coach. Well, okay. we'll, We'll. we don't have time to get into the whole control freak perfectionism syndrome that most global leaders run into, uh, but that in and of itself is, is one of the challenges because the greatest leaders today are vulnerable. They're practicing vulnerability-based leadership. And I'm not talking about vulnerability as putting yourself in harm's way. I'm talking about vulnerability as being authentic, as being transparent, as being human. And it's a hell of a lot easier to be human, okay, than it is to be perfect. So just to share that with everyone there, all right? And you're talking to a recovering perfectionist. So I can spot them, you know, thousands of miles away. But the the fundamental shift is going away from being what I call the chief problem solver to being the coach, okay? You can't scale dependency, my friends. You can't scale that. If you're a leader with five direct reports, 10, 20, 50, 100. You can't have a people, a line of people outside your proverbial door or texts coming in or emails coming in that, that you need to solve everyone's problems. We, we are making our people dependent on us more than ever today. Okay. And, and the real irony is every single time we solve our people's problems, we're sending the message, we're setting the precedent that says, Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Employee, if you have a challenge, come to me because I'm going to fix it for you. So what do you think your people are going to do? They're going to keep coming to you and they're going to be looking for your answers. Now, here's the real, real cost. You give a solution. You share some strategy that you want your people to execute, whether it's another leader that you're managing or a frontline sales sales manager or even a salesperson. And they get, go out and they execute on that uh, idea or solution that you shared with them. And, and it didn't work. So now they get to come back to you and say, hey boss, my hands are clean. It's not my fault, this didn't work, it's yours. So congratulations, global managers, we, you've now successfully robbed your people, not only of the ability to develop their critical thinking skills, and more importantly, before you develop your critical thinking skills, you need to develop your critical questioning skills, okay? Because your thinking is simulated by the right questions. Okay, we're robbing our people of that. And now we've officially robbed them of the very accountability we want to instill on our team. So one of the mind shift is shift from being the chief problem solver and trusting your people enough that they have the answer. Quite frankly, often more than yours. Trust your people enough not to give the answer, but ask for their opinion. It's the easiest coaching strategy I could share with every leader today. Rather than someone come to you and you viscerally rattle off a solution because you think you're saving time, which is the biggest lie in the world, stop. Take a step back and simply ask this one question. Hey, I trust you on this. What's your opinion on how to handle this? I promise you every single one of you when you connect with me on Twitter and LinkedIn, you will be sending me a message thanking me for that question because it will literally change your life. You will get your time back. You will develop an accountable team that are able to problem solve on their own. And the added advantage is you've now developed their confidence. So. Uh, that's certainly an inner game that we need to really shift on and building on that is we need to be mindful of coaching and leading in our own image. The way you like to be led is very different than the way your people like to be led. And the greatest coaches take the time to uncover how people want to be managed, motivated, even held accountable rather than assuming that, Hey, I know what worked for me. So it should work for you. Well, number one, that's, that's coaching or managing in your own image and if you're a direct person like i am uh, you might go out and say keith i'm a very direct manager and at the same time i've made some people cry before well that's because you're not honoring their individuality you know and so so we need to shift from coaching in our own image to really honoring each person on our team and that they're individuals and that's exactly the premise of coaching is after training you need to then continue to reinforce what they learned on an individual basis.
0: That's super helpful, especially the tip about just like asking, you know, like instead of offering that, like asking, just like asking a question instead just, of coming with a solution yeah. uh, pre-made. I know that and, that's and one of and the- And all-
1: it's, you know what? It's just literally making a shift from a mantra, lead with questions rather than lead with answers. And I know for every leader that I first begin working on, they feel it's practically impossible because they're wired to give the answer. They're heat seeking missiles. They love solving (laughs) problems, but I promise you over time, you'll never look back.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's great advice. And I, I think it's one of those things that takes time. I know it's something I work on every day with my team, (laughs) trying to make sure that I'm not just coming in and um, you start doing it in your regular life too. I don't know if people find that like, but in your personal life, you're just always solving problems for people and it's not, it's not, Sustainable—it's not the way to to yeah. uh, to approach it. I think that's such a valuable tip. I want to stop us for a second. We definitely can take some questions.